Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, all of you pillows and beer fans out there? Um, what what a beautiful week. What a beautiful week. I am Austin Kroll, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host Craig. And Nick Norris is in Virginia, but we are both together in the Hall Cabernet Wine Studio, which uh, deserves a nice little cheers, Craig. What's up? Yeah, what's up, oh, everyone? Oh. I was just reaching for the bottle because I just tasted the auspicious, Hall Auspicious Cab. Uh, it might be a, a new favorite. It's like deep purple. Anyway, I love it. We we have both just poured pretty sizable glasses of wine. Oh yeah, you can see. Oh right. now that we're filming, like a comically large glass of wine. We said we'd do one. <laughs> so we did. So, so we made it really big. My granddad used to have a shirt that said, "The doctor said I could have one drink a day." You know, and it was a massive mug like the size of the person. Smart man. Oh, in the cartoon days, smart. Man, did you ever w- read cartoons like in the newspapers? No, like you know, yeah. comic books. Com- well, okay, both because my mom used to cut out comic strips for me and I'd read like the funnies, but I never read a comic book. Um, I've read more of a comic book than I have the funnies, but yes, yes, Craig, I have read the funnies in the paper before. Yeah, because newspapers were always kind of lying around. So I was like, okay, let's go to Calvin and Hobbes and see what he's up to. Yeah. Um, but, but no, not particularly, um, Craig, why don't you, why don't you tell me what you did this weekend? I will. Well, we both went to the gym today, got a little pump in, mm-hmm. um, which was great. That's the only reason we're doing this now. Cause we, <laughs> that shook us out of the weekend, which I'll tell you about, but our, we were joined today by our buddy, Tony Cavallero. Is that how you say his name? Yep. And man, is he a character? So, I know. mean, we, we, walk in first off he's got this flowing mullet and when i say (laughs) and when i say mullet you know uh, it's it yeah it's a pretty nice colored for a show that he's on and i was like that's amazing that you have such like luxurious hair that you have to get it colored yeah i mean he kind of got it colored like a two-tone color right Uh, it's like a proper like lion's mane and then he kind of cut it square in the front over his forehead but anyways he's on danny mcbride's um and hbo hit tv show that just got renewed for season three which they're filming the righteous gemstones and when we go into the gym Everything that he's wearing is making some sort of statement. Like he is no doubt dressed the loudest in the gym. Yeah, it was incredible. I thought he looked like a WWE wrestler from the 70s. It's true. His shirt was a picture of a skeleton, right? It kind of reminded me of like a Metallica shirt or something. I think it was a Metallica shirt. No, it said, my mom is my best friend. (laughs) That's what his shirt said. And it was supposed to remind you of like a Slayer shirt or like something like hard, right? But it was the opposite. It was my mom was my best friend. So it was good seeing him. And um, yeah, so the gym, I, I was I was in bed late today, probably like 10, 45, 11. And I was just like totally worn out. But I went to um, uh, the Hope for the Warriors tournament Um in Wallace, North Carolina. And uh, it's something I've been doing since like 2018. I do a lot with this organization and it's great. And uh, it was neat because they had Austin 
your beer there. They had trop hop and I was like, no way. So, yeah. So, so when you, when you found it, was it just in, in like a bar or like, was it one of the, like of the presented beers there or like it was at the clubhouse or what? Yeah. So I got there on like a couple of days before for the par three contest. And, uh, it's cool because you're always partnered with, um, a myriad of veterans. A lot of the guys that I get to play with are my, like our age and they were medically retired, uh, because they got blown up or shot. So like, you know, I played with like a recon, um, shit, I'm going to forget what they are, but basically they're all, most of them are special force guys. And then you have these older guys that were all like world war two in Vietnam. And it's like, Man, the stories are incredible. So I walked into the clubhouse. I got there like 10 minutes before tea time. And so tea off. So I ran in and uh, was ordering beers for the course. And it was just sitting right in front of me on the, on like the taps. That's awesome. Their canned beer. They had five of them and it was right there. And then Monday was the full scramble tournament and they had buckets of beer around the course and it was in all the buckets like floating in the ice. See, that's so cool because I didn't even know that it was there or or that they wanted to bring it in until you sent me that picture. And that makes me really happy. Right. I mean, imagine just, you know, you walk in somewhere and your product that you didn't personally place there. Right. That means that they had to go out of their way to find it, to bring it, which is really cool, which made me really happy. And it was cool because, you know, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, uh, it was a six person scramble. Um, so that day I played with a Lance corporal, um, Marine and, uh, and these, anyway, one of the guys, his wife's watch, his wife watches the show. One was a fan, but then one guy was just like, Oh, you said this is your buddy's beer. And I was like, yeah, this is my friend's beer. And he's like, I'll have one. And I was like, I knew they were going to be good people to play with. And I played with a awesome group. I'm going to send them some stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you next year, but man, this, I was there the night before they have warrior night. And so they have something called gold star parents. And those are parents that have lost, um, a son or daughter in, you know, in the war. Um, and this one lady, I believe her name's Amanda gets me every year. Uh, she lost her two sons in nine 11. One was a police officer and one was a firefighter. And like, so you get to listen to these, these parents talk and man, does it bring you back to reality real quick? Like you just like, you look around the room and you're like, God, the stuff that we hear in our everyday lives. And like, sometimes that we get worried about Austin being there for that weekend. Just like I was driving home happy, like, or, or humbled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like our shit is meaningless comparatively speaking. Yeah, so it's a it's a good time. It's a great organization. Like I said, hope for the Warriors, um, and we get to and, do. And that was stuff. like your third year doing it, right? Or fourth, fourth, fourth or fifth? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there. It was uh, it was cool, and um, you and know, so you drove up on Sunday, and then you got back late on Monday. I went up late Saturday. Yeah, um, and you got back and then, late Monday. Yeah, and then I had to run. I had to do an errand, but. If there's ever a time that I'm at my quietest, because we all know that I never really shut up and talk so much, it's when I'm around these guys. Because I just sit back and I don't say a word. And especially if they start to talk shit to each other, you really shut up. Because the stuff that comes out when they're battling, you know, over the rivalries of their, you know, their their squadrons or whatever, I'm like, I basically I love story time. So yeah, I've I've 
been that way with um, a couple of football players, right? Like a couple of football players at a golf tournament and football players that, that I used to love went like, you know, they were going kind of back and forth and telling different, you know, uh, war stories, if you would. Yeah. 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 From their playing days. And I just, you know, sat there and I, you know, just shut my mouth and listened and it was so cool. And, and it's like one of the few times that, yeah, one of the few times that I really just don't speak. Well, I was just listening. I was like, this is awesome. How you're a fan of sports and like, I like sports, but like, you get to meet a lot of football guys that you're real excited about and stuff. That's kind of how I am. I know with these, these guys, guys. Like, I'm such a fanboy. It was crazy because I just watched Generation Kill. Have you ever seen that on HBO? No. So it's have a I? it's a docu series. Uh, well, it's a scripted show based on the force, the first recon scout Marines that went into Iraq. Like they just they were the first ones over the border. Like we all watched it on the news. So the guy I played with the one day, that's what he was. He was a recon scripted scout. Scripted show? Yeah. But it's sure. based on a book. that. The, so a reporter was embedded with this company, and the reporter wrote a book about his experience, and then they made a, a show out of it. But, um, yeah, dude, these guys are just <laughs> they're the biggest guys and girls, biggest badasses. You know, I'm just like, we're, we are not like, and they're so kind about it, you know, like. The, the one guy we were playing with was just a true, the, the, I was with an actor, uh, Kent Fields and, uh, Antoine Tanner's always there. And, uh, from the show that you watch, which I'll get to, uh, he played skills <laughs> or on, uh, what, what's the show? One, one Tree Hill. Hill. <laughs> but he's like, dude, you're a true American badass. And the guy's like, nah. And I was like, you ever think you're going to find one that actually admits it? You know, you'll, they, you know, they're. They just say, well, thanks, but, you know, I was just doing my job. And you're yeah. like, no, you are the reason we're all yeah. still alive. Yeah. You know, the real heroes are over there still kind of thing. Oh, my God. Humble. They're still yeah. like, I met a mother and she's like, yeah, my son's Delta Force. He's younger than you. And uh, he just went like three days ago. He got called back. And I'm like, that's what we forget is that there's ongoing conflicts sure. constantly. Like, and so... <laughs> And so my grandfather, my grandfather was uh, a paratrooper in, in, in the 508th and uh, jumped on D-Day, which is that's crazy. Which is kind of funny today because today part of our workout, Swoley told us to do planks and he did trivia associated with those planks. And he said, what are the five beaches on Normandy? And we didn't know them. Craig, Craig said Omaha. That was the Anyways, only one I knew. <clears throat> Wait, right. was that not one? Yeah, it oh, is okay. one. And, um, and uh, my grandfather was a paratrooper uh, on that day on d-day and um and when whenever i asked him about the war and you know if like i ever called him a hero he was like no 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 the heroes are over there still yeah that's that's always that was always oh, his response it gives me uh gives me chills but on a wait side note nick can you name the five beaches i'm trying to do it right now it's utah omaha utah's Gold, one yeah juno and there's a really what bad. The hell's the fifth one? It's a badass weapon or a name. It's a name of a weapon. Sword. Yeah. Sword. Yep. Yes. Good job, yeah, buddy. That was really good. So uh, I haven't told you this yet, Austin, because I thought it'd be funny to do on here. So Antoine Tanner, who played skills on One Tree Hill, he was in Coach Cor- uh, Coach Carter. Uh, great actor and just all around good dude. And we've done this um, for years together. 
uh, I let him play with your clubs this weekend because he they they had skills was playing with my clubs. <laughs> yeah. No way. I was wondering why when I drove up, my sticks were sitting outside of your car. Well, they were in my car from when we played with right. And then and then you let skills. Okay, <laughs> nice. Well, cool. because they the rental sets that they had just weren't. I mean, they were they were older than my grandfather's clubs, and he's been taking lessons. So I was like, yeah, you can play with Austin's clubs. I wonder if he used all my balls. Probably, he probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what yeah, else did he take out of there? Oh no, but he um, he he's funny, and you know he's not a golfer, but he comes out to support, and uh, it's it's it's. Uh, he didn't fun. break any clubs, did he? No, no, I made sure before I told you. <laughs> no, Craig's I like, think, well, there's a seven iron that's on the way that I just ordered for yeah. you because he broke there's it. A, there's a wedge not in the bag. <laughs> No, it was a uh, dude. I haven't played a good old fashioned scramble in a long time. Like Captain I mean, a Stories. six person scramble, by the way, for everyone listening, uh, it, it basically just means like a best ball. So like, you know, captain's choice and you hit everyone's or, or you hit one ball from the collective group until you get in the hole. So then your collective score, I mean, playing it with four people, you know, you're in the fifties, you play it with six people, yeah. you, you you can get in the 40s. Well, like the winning team was either a 49 or a 47. Oh and I just God. rolled my eyes because I was like, come on. But like one hole, we got a one on a par five because we paid the money to hit from like the par three marker. Nice. And then if we made it within 10 feet, it counted as a one. See, this is and all things that like we need to take our favorite things from all these tournaments that we've played in, right? Buying your way to a closer tee shot. Oh, it's something that we should like, incorporate in and hours. Make, and I mean, this is like a hypothetical money. tournament that, that me and Craig and Shep have been talking about wanting to do for years. And we played it in enough of these damn things that, that we should be able to, we should be able to pick and choose kind of from each one that we like or what we like from each one the most yeah. and make like a badass tournament. So, yeah. So everyone. That's actually genius. So everyone hits from, you guys you know, pay. the same spot and then you take the best ball and you hit from there. But like the mulligan package, we could all play. From the red tees, one hole, everyone got a mulligan. We did have honest scorekeepers because... I think that we should play the mulligan package every time yeah. that we play golf. Well, the Lance Corporal... I'll just pay off you guys every time that we play around. I'm like, here's the mulligan package. His name was I Josh. I get one per hole. And we were like, good thing we don't have the card because they... Like, I putted in from off the green once and no one pulled the pin and it was like... And it hit the flag dead on, but it like bounced out and we were like fuck that that like, counts count it count it and oh i've been there josh and i were walking to the cart and i was like they're not going to count it and i was like we pulled up on the team we we're like just in case you care but we know you don't me and josh's vote from our cart is that that was a birdie and they were like you know they laughed but we never asked yeah you know that's, that's i think funny. they were i think they were honest uh Honest scorekeepers. There's always somebody in the group that needs to be the scorekeeper, and it shouldn't be us. But apparently, <laughs> it I was, shouldn't yeah, be us. I was talking to some of the guys that play in these around the country, some old football and baseball, and they said that there's like rampant cheating that happens in this. And I was like, look, I've cheated before in my life, like playing against my friends, sure, or, or like, like in a competition, but playing you know, a charity, kind of kick it out from behind a tree, yeah, use the old trusty foot wedge, <laughs> yeah. But like in this, when there's prizes to be won, like I I haven't done that. But. Right, right, right. Well, imagine how much of a piece of shit that you'd feel like 
if you know you were like cheating a little bit here and there, and then all of a sudden you come in and you're like number one in the clubhouse, you're like, oh shit. Well, like <laughs> I didn't want to win. I just wanted to like not be in last place. I mean, that's not happened to me, but but that would just be terrible. Well, be I'm so uh, stupid, and so it was a nice weekend, and I thought you'd get a kick out of Antoine because I knew you watched One Tree Hill. I hope that a lot of people out there know who Antoine Skills Taylor is. Uh, he ended up hooking up with Nate's mom. He's kind of a legend, and Nate's mom is a bona fide babe. Um, so Craig played in a charity golf tournament, of course, and I went to go see Slightly Stupid. Our weekends were a little different. No, but I was, I, look, you, you took me right back to college with, with your weekend. I mean, this, this concert took me right back to like, you know, college and earlier for God's sakes. Um, so when we were in Napa, Craig, um, which you were supposed to come to, but, but you had already committed to something else. Um, and when, Went to Napa. Yeah, that, that me, hurt. That was yeah, a me, that, Shep, that was uh, Olivia, and Taylor. And we had a great weekend. And another judge out there is Brian Malarkey. And he's been all over the Food Network. He's been in all sorts like, of challenges and you know beating Bobby Flay and all. He's a chef, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, his nickname is an all-time nickname, Shenanigans. That's his nickname. Yeah, his nickname is Shenanigans. Like a bar name. Because I think that when he's cooking, he's like, you know, up to so many things and he's always talking. He's like, woo. He's like, you know, flipping things around and the judges are like, this guy's always up to Shenanigans. So he was coming in town because he's good friends with the band Slightly Stupid. So Slightly Stupid is from San Diego. That's, that's where Brian and his sous chef, who has also been on lots of things, Carlos, uh, live in San Diego. So he reached out and was like, hey, coming in town and I'm going to cook for the band. Want to give you like, you know, some VIP backstage passes kind of thing. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be in town or if I wanted to go or this and that, but I'm so glad that I did go because it was just a lot of fun. Like they made this huge, like, well, you know, pre-show meal. There's spread. a lot of elements to this story. So I, on Saturday before heading up, there was a bunch of people that came in the store and were like, hey, we're going to Slightly Stupid. And I like, when Austin, or I either told them or Austin, and I was like, oh, like we used to see them in college all the time and Pepper would come in town and play Pepper, with them. right. And Pepper. they were like, Pepper's okay, playing with them That's again. what you have to do next for, yeah, for yeah, uh, uh, the outro. And so Pepper was playing and I was like, wow, the, I have so many memories from like my college years um even like that's what we listen to bartending like out at the tiki bar and stuff so then i tell austin but then i started you know, driving his, down the road or yeah. like smoking a joint or anything like anything i mean pepper and slightly stupid and were sojo staples. was another one sojo did you listen to uh, no. Sojo? okay um so then i you know austin tells me his you know setup and they're basically have family tickets to the concert. Yeah. But that's not even what I got jealous of the most. When you started to post videos of the cooking and like the soft shell crabs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're, you're hanging, like you're hanging with them and you're eating like you have a badass private chef and you're hanging with the, like that's, it, it felt more than just having good tickets. Yes. Yes. And so we weren't, aware of really what we were going to do or like how close to the action or if like we were actually going to eat with the band or if it was just like, Hey, I'm going to cook with the band and you're going to have these awesome seats. No, it was like, come on, you know, and like you're involved with everything. And prior to going, <laughs> should I tell this about going into his trailer? Yeah, I should. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, should. I don't think he cares. Does he? And 
and I certainly don't. Yeah. Um, and prior to going, uh, I I was talking to Olivia and Taylor, and was like, you know what? I never really smoke weed. I don't smoke like it's not my preferred you know method. I like. I'd like to take some gummies here and there, but low, low dosage. Like I am so like you're not, not smoking flour. No, like never. Ne- and for and people listening that don't know, and it's just flour means like the old fashioned way of smoking weed yeah. with like the you know, green like a bowl plant, or a you, bong or like you a joint. smell it and the smoke is there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't really hit pens either. It's really few and far between. So I don't smoke much weed and I know that a lot of people assume that because I go to fish shows, that means I'm always on drugs and I'm always smoking weed, but my preferred drug is really, you know, alcohol. So <laughs> prior to going, I was like, you know what? I might just get super, super stoned with the band. If, if that's even like a possibility. Well, and you said that was, you, you made a goal. You were like, I, if like my goal is to smoke with the band. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get there and uh, I guess that we eat or whatever, you know, the first band goes on and, and um, slightly stupid is kind of hanging out in the back. And I didn't know who was who Craig, right? Because there weren't that many people, right? It was kind of easy to tell who, who was crew, but it was tough to tell who was family and who was in the band. So I was just kind of treating everybody as if they were in the band, right? Because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, heat. So the lead singer of Stupid came up to me and was like, hey, man, let's let's go in the trailer and smoke a bong. And I was like, <laughs> jackpot. You yeah, know, that's awesome. Yeah. And and he we we went or, or just just me, actually. But for someone that doesn't smoke a lot, go hitting a bong. is going to send you to the moon. But that was kind of my goal. You're not gonna I was say like, no, I'm you're slightly like, stupid. Yes. Yeah. And you had to have listened like. They mean something to you. I mean, all of these songs that they played, absolutely, they mean something to me. And that's what you do. Like, it's a super chill sort of like, you know, Kona Town vibe. So, yeah, go into his trailer and and, and I hit the bong or whatever. And then he's like, whoa, where I come from, like, you have to finish, you know, the bong. And I'm like, wait, I have to finish this bullpen? Like, do you want me to see your show or not? So I finish it and it, it was just a lot of fun. Like I ended up just having a great time because we were around just great, great people and great music. And I'm sure that at a time or two, I was really, really awkward. And like, I overthought something because I don't do that well with getting really high. And, um, it really was just an all-star kind of night. Yeah. If there's a time to do it, definitely. And, and, uh, so we were on the side of the stage, which, which the only downfall, right? So you're so close. You're so awesome. But the speakers are facing out, right? You know, they're right. not facing towards you. So, like, you can hear it all going on. So, at, at one point, you know, people kept on going, you know, in and out of the crowd. Like, Olivia like, and Taylor were like, oh, you know, we're going to run out there. And I was like, okay. And one time, I followed him. And it's five feet, Craig. So, I was like, hey, Austin, you know, can I get a picture? I freaked. I was like, yeah, uh, of course. You're high. I was really high. And I was like, like, yeah, of course. You know I'm stoned? <laughs> and then I took a picture. And then I ran back, you know, behind the thing. I was like, I'm going to stay back here because I can't handle this right now. Uh, so that's funny. That's, um, but yeah, the fact, I mean, so where did they play? Because it looked like a way bigger arena than I knew even had. Yeah. They were supposed to play out at Woodlands, which is something that's actually, I'm glad that they didn't. It's like 35, 40 minutes away. And they played at the NPAC, uh, the North Charleston Performing Arts Center. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It was a big place. So. And, so them and Pepper and. Uh, there was another band called Common Kings or something like that. I don't know. 
Nick, did you listen to this music? I'm trying to think if I have or not. I don't. I'll, maybe I'll know it once it plays. But well, I don't know their first song that they pulled up, their first song that Pepper played was uh, "Give It Up." Do you remember that? Yeah, that's a good one. We uh, definitely should play so it. What like, type the of premise of it is? Well, why like, don't you Nick, have you some dirty the, hot yeah, sex with me? It's been no a while, while since I've seen your face. face, face, face. Gotta say God, that I'm memories, happy to dude. see you come around yeah, my place now. Hun, hun. I think we about you actually have to play this because Nick is going to be like, what in the hell? Let's put our minds away and let our hormones do Just the remember rest. driving around as a Let's get those guys to buy a beer. Well, if it is, I'm sorry, miss, but you know I'm just 19. So don't be afraid when my pants are the leak. Coming up. Yeah. You know damn well I'm in my sexual peak. Well. Why don't you have some dirty hot sex with me? Asking you to give it up for free. free. <laughs> nice. That's Doesn't fun. that bring it back? Yeah, so it you know that song, Nick? Back. Yeah, I do. So okay. that's Pepper. Um, and then the first song we played today was, was slightly was stupid. Slightly stupid. And so all of that for me was such a throwback. And those guys were all so great. And, you know, to be involved with like the pre show meal and everything like that. And then to get super stoned with the band and uh the lead singer's wife is a big fan which means you know which means that he's seen and he is yeah. so, so like you know he targeted me and i was like okay cool and so he brought me up and he was like, no, he it's fun when it all the bus. like our history and we get to meet people we used to watch and like that's cool how was the food though what was your favorite oh it was thing? bomb so earlier in the day i took carlos which is kind of brian's sous chef slash like right hand man to um an asian mart there's an Asian Mart in North Charleston that I had to take him to, and he bought a whole bunch of stuff so that he could make, like, you know, tuna poke, and he made something with scent. I, like, wish that I knew the whole menu. Right. Uh, it makes me kind of sad that I don't, but, like, such precision and detail, you know. And then by the time that it's time to eat, you know, everyone's just like, rah, 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 you know, and everyone just kind of crushes it. And I'm like, your beautiful, you know, display is ruined by... Yeah, I didn't know the pre-show meal was such a thing, but this isn't the first time that we've heard people talk about it because um, someone that I did hurricane rescue rescue with like a long time ago. Um, he, Every time that I talk about getting high or like something where like I was naked in the bar that I used to be in, Craig either like, you know, saved like a small puppy or he's like, you know, he saved a bar from being burned down. Well, that's just or while I was getting high with the band, Craig was with, you know, wounded warriors. Yeah. And now all of a sudden Craig's in hurricane rescue. Well, Great. That's because I have a lot to mess up for all the time because <laughs> I disappear for days on end and I'm like, I'm going to go save some people. Um, but he does barbecue. And yeah, he actually put a smoker on his truck and would drive it to hurricane places. It's and so as he was driving to the the hit places, he would be smoking meat in the back. It was absurd. It, it was part of being as in the he south. was driving. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but anyway, talk he, about like the like the smart thing to do. It's like as you're driving to the tailgate, I'm gonna smoke these. Yeah, it's, when it's we actually get there, incredible. You idea. Open it up, and it's like okay, guys, only 20 more minutes. So he does a lot of bands uh, pre-shows here. And that was the only reason 
I even knew it was a thing. So, man, that must be like something to look forward to if you're like a close friend or family. You're like, yeah, I get to pig out. And then on, on like, like I, I think it was the second or maybe third show that he had cooked for them. Right. Because because they were on like a 30 show tour, Craig. And. Um, and the fact that you and I went on the road for seven shows, let alone 32, and they have to bring it every night. You know, and they have to play the hits that we all like yeah. kind of every night was super impressive. But I heard some of the band members back there being like, that meal was bomb. And then another guy was like, yeah, man, that's Brian Malarkey. He's a dope ass chef. <laughs> and, and, and I was sitting there thinking like, hell yeah, that's that's sweet. And I was like, maybe one day Craig and I will get like a dope ass chef yeah. to come on tour with us. us. Yeah. Well, as I uh, punch myself for actually one-upping Alston, I, that's that's what I tried to do. I mean, the bad version of one-upping. What do you mean? Like you were telling a nice story, and then I was like, "Oh, well, when I was in the hurricane rescue, right, like that, right?" And that, while he was in the hurricane guy. rescue, he like somehow you know rescued like a kitten yeah. out of a tree. Like, don't be that guy. Great. But, um, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of Pills and Beer. Well, I apologize for my my actions. It was not my intent. Are you a big apologizer? Wait, what what are you apologizing for? Oh, oh, yeah, oh you, I, you know, one upness. I I honestly like if I was listening, I'd be like, that guy sucks in that moment. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'd be like, shut up, Craig. You does all- Craig always have to be the sweet one, or yeah. he's like, oh well, when I did hurricane rescue and and. Yeah, no, um, am I a big apologizer? I have certainly, certainly um, become more, more um, of an apologizer. So, like, I went through a time period where I was like, I'm not going to apologize just for every single thing, right? Because such a reaction is like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And right. sometimes I don't think that ever, that like you should just like revert to saying sorry for everything. But um, I definitely have. Well, you don't want it to lose to, its meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, right. And and after last summer, uh, I certainly have have learned how to take culpability for actions and to apologize when necessary, right? But like, I think it's the same thing when you're in a relationship. Rather than every single time you hang up the phone saying like, you know, love you, I feel like that you know diminishes the meaning of the word. Don't you think so? Or yeah, but see <clears throat> with my compulsiveness, I say it every time, yeah. but Paige doesn't because yeah. she's normal. <laughs> so like, and I, it took me a little while to get used to it because I'd be like, wait, she didn't say, I mean, I do too. Love you. And I do too. But like I try do I need not to spin to? out right now right. and go flip the light switch right. like four times and be like, why didn't my girlfriend say she said, I love you. And she's like, no, clearly I love you. But mine is just a, like I say, love you. Bye. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah, yeah. half the time to you guys, just because it's like a habit. My sister says it every single time without fail, even if she calls me for one question and we're on the phone for 15 seconds. She'll go, okay, love you, bye. Yeah. Always. Yeah, every single time. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like I've rubbed off on, yeah, Paige. <laughs> and then there's Shep. And then there's Shep who said that uh, he's never said that he loves his dad before. He said he's never said <laughs> And I, I love think you I told dad. him, I don't know if they aired it, but I told him, I was like, I tell my dad I love him every time I talk on the phone. He's like, that's really weird, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not weird. Uh, I I don't know if I do it every time, but, well, I, but yeah, I tell my father I love him often. And here's another thing. I don't include the I. 
So like when I say like love you bye, I don't okay. say I love you and I actually think it's we like that made me a little uncomfortable to say to my parents and Paige was like you didn't like there's a different tone like if I just texted like Paige love you taken off she's like um that's not the same as I love you. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I okay. Know. Yeah, I it it's just, you know, certain things that I think about to like not diminish but if uh, you have a compulsion to say it and then you don't say it one time because you're like, okay, I'm not going to say it all the time. Then the other person is like, wait, what the oh, fuck? Oh yeah. If I didn't say it, that would be like, I wouldn't like, I don't think I'd be able to not, but that would mean we were broken up because <laughs> I would have to be so far gone that I'd be like, you don't have to say it to your ex anymore. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, like Paige as my ex, but yeah. Um, but apologizing is to me, if if you would do something, if you'd go back in time and do something differently, then it's Forgive okay to me. apologize. But I have gotten in trouble before because I'm such a good apologizer that like Paige has almost thought it was fake. Where she's like, this is too thought, like you're too much of a lawyer with this. And I'm we've, like, no, I'm just really sorry. We have had these issues before on Charm, Craig, where I'm like, where where Craig will piss off someone to the you know unth- degree and then all it takes is them kind of meeting up and Craig's like, hey, I'm sorry. About it. And then the other friends again, I'm like, no, this is not supposed to happen like this. But it's like, I'm really sorry because, yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a, a good point you raised, though. You don't want it to go. You don't want to desensitize it. Um, but I think that's almost more important with apologizing than saying I love you because I don't think you can say it that much. But. Yeah, apologizing if every time you're just like, cool, sorry, yeah. can we get over it? It'd be like, no, that's not an apology. Oh, I always love when people try to apologize with a but, right? And then yeah. you're like, hey, I'm really sorry about that, but you shouldn't have done that. And you're like, no, 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 that's not an apology. You can't hit me with a but after trying to apologize. I, I've been guilty of that before. Um Probably drinking I, more because I'd be like, I but you're too. not like if until you I watch people do it on the show. Like I'd watch an episode and be like, okay, that pisses me off. So are you now more conscious? I am certainly it? more conscious of. I'm not going to apologize unless no, I truly I'm mean like, it, and I'm not going to throw a butt in there. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, but uh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, because then it's like, wait. Was that an apology or is that a backhanded apology? Or mine that, would be you shouldn't feel that be way. Be on the lookout for it now, Craig, because now that I say it, I think that you're going to laugh every time that you're present when someone does it. Right, right. Because especially being on TV, a bunch of big personalities where most of the time everyone thinks that they're right, everyone loves to throw in a butt in their apologies. Yeah. I have to be conscious of, <clears throat> recently I've had a trouble saying that too, conscious Um I have to be conscious of understanding that not everyone develops thoughts the same way as me. As in, I'm like, that's the truth. If you, <laughs> and then you're sitting there being like, well, you're fucking nuts, Craig. Yeah. I get, but like, I, just because I think someone should feel a certain way about a situation, I, in the past couple of years, have had to learn to accept that just because I think that, that, that doesn't mean that that's okay. Well, that right. makes me happy. That definitely <laughs> makes me happy. Right. Because you know, Craig, yes, you are very set in your, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. That does not make any sense. It does not like, make sense. Feelings to me. aren't real. Then all of you are idiots who think that it does make sense. So I, I just don't get it. And that's why we're on our different journeys. Yeah. Well, it's called growth. 
Uh, and this has been a great therapy session, but I think that's enough for therapy. Okay. Where are you? What are you doing this week? Uh, this week, this week is a nice little down week, which I desperately need because Craig, two weeks today is our reunion. That's crazy. So I haven't even begun to shop. I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Womp, womp, womp. Things I don't want to talk about. But this weekend is Labor Day weekend. And I'm going to Santa Fe. Going to Santa Fe actually with Shep. um, Because our buddy Jack is cooking. I feel like I talked about this already on the podcast. So I don't want to go over it again. But I'm super stoked about it. Jack Arnold. He's also an incredible chef. Yeah, um, yeah, that fun, fun little grill master and going to Santa Fe, which is a part of the country that I've never checked out before. So it's kind of like a double whammy because even when you were in Four Seasons for the VMAs or whatever, you were like, Four Seasons is so dope. And I like can't wait because that half was my of the experience one. is going to be me going to check out this Four Seasons. And uh, I actually think that I'm going to go fly fishing my very first time. A guide's going to take us out on Saturday morning and that'll be my very first time. So. I, mean, I mean, doing new stuff like that is fun, especially on trips where you're just like, hey, I'm here. I might as well make the best of it. But That's right. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I remember calling you and being like, Four Seasons are awesome. And you're like, yeah, no shit, Craig. And I was like, I don't know. This is my first time. But, but you're actually right, though, right? Because now that I'm coming up on going to this one, I'm so excited about it because it's just like half of this trip... I'm like excited about the actual property of the Four Seasons. And when you look up a Four Seasons, for God's sakes, sometimes it's like, you know, 1400 bucks a night. You're like, what in the world? So I used to work at the Ritz, and I don't think that the Ritz is that expensive even. So the Four Seasons is just like another level. And so Jack has this, I mean, has this partnership with the Four Seasons, and he's literally been traveling around the country to see them all. I'm like, that's super yeah. dope. I will say super that dope. I thought I I read like all the services that they had in the menu and you know got my clothes steamed for the uh, for the MTV awards. Yeah, I need to bring and something to have. I saw the bill though, and you get charged for everything. And I was and someone was like, "Yeah, well, no shit, Craig." And I was like, "I, I mean, I didn't know because it had like the menu. It just looked like included services, but I was like, still to even be able to like." Offer that stuff is really yeah. cool. I mean, they're comping our rooms for the weekend, so I wonder. I mean, anything else that that I do, they're for sure going to charge me, right? Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun though. I uh, I was going to fly up tonight, but some stuff got rescheduled, so I don't have to leave till tomorrow. So, and not leave. It's just sometimes you need a night at your house, to like do Definitely. some laundry and like everything. So you'll have fun out there. I. And then next weekend, yeah, I'll be in Ohio. You and Shep are going to the football game. Which, which can I just shamelessly ask for help? Because I'm probably going to post something too. But if anyone out there, anyone at all, lives in Austin, Texas, or has a friend that goes to Austin, Texas, or has a friend that lives in Austin, Texas, who knows anybody that uh, has some extra tickets to this Alabama-Texas game, Hit us up, please. Um, would love to go. I'm not like dying now. I mean, now I'm, okay, let me, ask a question. let me ask a question. Okay. Are you asking for tickets because you don't want to pay for them or are they not available? That is a good question. And no, I would never, I would never just throw it out there like, hey. Um, but 
if if you have like a pair of tickets, you know, that's going for like thirty two hundred dollars, please please don't reach out. Oh, so so the game sold out. The Again, game I'm the college football guy. I don't know out. anything. Yeah. So you're like, of course it's sold out, Craig. It's opening day. I I actually well, it, it's not just that it's opening day, Craig. Like, I mean, game day is going to be there. So it's like the marquee. It's the marquee matchup of the week. I gotcha. mean, it's 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 week two. So normally you don't get very many exciting matchups in the early part of the season. So week one is like. Georgia ranked number three playing against Oregon ranked like number eight or 11 or something like that. And then there's Ohio state and Notre Dame. And that's a big matchup. That's week one, but that's just to get people like excited for college football. But other than that, you know, Alabama's playing like Utah state, right? The line's like, like 37 and a half. So there aren't that many exciting games normally until like week six and beyond. I think I'm going to start gambling on college football. Just for the pure absurdness of the numbers. Well, if you're going to get into it, Craig, if you're going to get into college football, then you might as well just go full tilt and become a gambler. (laughs) We're going to call him the shark. Um, Nick, Nick has written here. uh, Wait, wait. So, so, so to wrap that up, to, to wrap that up, of course, I'm willing to pay for tickets. I would never shamelessly plug out there. Hey, if anyone wants to give me some free tickets, um, free is great too. Uh, but yeah, hit us up. I'm definitely looking for multiple tickets. Um, now this is really funny because I knew it was happening last week as we were talking about it. I knew Nick wrote football talk created great convo. A lot of mad South Carolina fans and a lot of happy Clemson fans for, for you, Craig. And of course I knew that that was going to happen. Um, as goes with everything, like you take a side and you know, the other 50% are pissed off. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, and I, and mine, mine is almost more frustrating cause it wasn't even a side or there was no good reason to have a side. You're like, you like their colors, Craig, shut up. Oh my God. But That's I like got, what my mom says, you know, she's my, like, well, number 37 is hot. Right. I based it on partying and how much fun I had there. I got, okay, here's the funniest message I got. I got a message from a Clemson fan that who wasn't who wasn't happy enough. She was actually like offended that I even said that I like that it was a difficult decision. She's like, USC is fucking trash and Dude. you don't need to ever give them credit for anything. So like cool, glad you like Clemson, but yeah, like either like us or dull or something. It was like, <laughs> Dude. I was like, I think this is a nice message, but like she well, was welcome just, to college football. Yeah. She was mad that but, I even said anything nice about their rival. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like Clemson and South Carolina are a bit different, even though, oh, you know what? I'm not even going down that road. Um, well, rival are, are a bit different in their hatred for each other. So, Nick Via, who you know, went yeah. to South Carolina, yeah. yes. and I sent him something. It was just like a funny thing. It was just like a funny thing, and I was like, oh, man, you know, look at this. And it was a Clemson video, and he goes, don't ever compare me to a Clemson <laughs> fan fucking ever again. And Olivia went to Clemson, and she, Wait, she did? Yeah, and I didn't know that. she is not even that big of a college you know, football fan. Like, she right. really isn't. And, and, and she would tell you that, you know, she'd be like, yeah, you're right, I'm not. But I know that I'm supposed to hate them, so... Columbia's trash. Like, <laughs> and that is how it but is. Like There's like no in between. There's like, no like, oh, well, like, you know, their town is cool at least. No. They each oh, other no. think that their town's trash. Yeah. And that their student body and the rest of their towns are trash. Yeah, I'll look for the message. Um 
It's like Craig at the reunion. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. God knows what this year's going to look like. But um, so it was funny. I got a lot of, you know, excited messages. It wasn't too angry. Um, but that one just made me laugh because I was like, yeah, they really are like, we want that town blown off the map. Yes. Like we don't acknowledge it as a city. And it, so is that how college football rivalries go? I mean, look, like, is that like Ohio, I mean, I know Ohio that, State? Okay. No. Ohio and Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State. Goodness gracious. You're gonna have a we, lot of we have to Michigan. teach you some things. <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State, they they feel that way about okay. each other. They are like, don't you dare wear blue and maize around me. Or is it yellow and maize? Don't you dare wear... No, it's big blue. So don't oh, you dare yeah, wear yeah, blue yeah. and maize, which is you know, Michigan's right. colors. And how They, they fucking hate each other. How far away well, are the schools? Are their borders. No. Well, yeah. it's Columbus and uh, Ann Arbor. That's so I'm going to be in Columbus next weekend. So who am I rooting for? I mean, it would behoove you. Oh, my God. You next weekend. That is where game day is going to be. September 10th or 11th. Dude, that's. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. No, no, that's, no, no, that's, that's this weekend. weekend. That is this weekend. So the weekend after. Wear is, a Michigan shirt, Craig, is all I can say. Yeah, See what don't happens. Wear no, a Michigan I'm, I'm going shirt. to like talk to the town. But also, don't wear an Ohio State shirt because here's a hot take, and I'm gonna and, and we're no. gonna get a lot of fans to you know text in. But let's just say this: Ohio State is one of the most disliked college football towns in. Oh, the country. I would say no, no, two not, of the three most hated teams in college yeah, teams, football are playing teams, this not, weekend. Not, not a town, and I, that's I've, I've Columbus. Cool so if you live in Columbus, Ohio, you, you are you are diehard. Okay. And uh, and and even if you don't live there, I mean, there's plenty of Ohio. State. If you went there, you there's got family that went there. That's a great thing about college football. Yeah. There's plenty of Ohio State fans that live here in Charleston. So what's the worst rivalry? You that think? there are any Ohioans left in Ohio in college football, or like what's another one that's real bad? I'm um, sure the Florida ones. Well, I mean, you go any of them, like Auburn, Alabama, All, um, Alabama, Georgia. I would say is yeah. Auburn, Georgia, I would say is worse than Alabama, uh, Auburn. Personally, wrong. But it, from a hate standpoint, wrong. But, uh, but, but I don't know. Like, I got, I've had a lot of family Florida, that goes to Auburn. They're like, we hate Georgia. Florida, Georgia. They, they play every year in a neutral site and they really, really hate each other. Oh yeah. Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma is called the red, red River rivalry, rivalry because of the river rivals them. And that is like, they hate each other. They hate each other. And that yeah, Michigan like, state, Michigan, <laughs> Iowa, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, never I mean, did I tech think UVA even never did I think, yeah, but that's not a rivalry. And never did I think that hatred would make me happy. But like college football, hatred makes my blood. <laughs> oh, it's it the makes best. Me happy. And it's awesome. This is, it's, it's awesome. not if you're a guy, it's, it is, is if you're a girl, guy, whatever, everybody <laughs> hates one another equally. Yeah. It's it does attractive. Matter. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, well, it's, speaking it's of awesome. hate, uh, Nick, this is funny. He's going on this pumpkin spice rant. Well, we have a pumpkin candle lit, literally lit right now in the podcast room. Uh, Craig's pumpkin pie is lit because it's my favorite flavor. And that doesn't just change when the seasons change. I love pumpkin stuff. So literally the other day I lit Craig's Christmas candle and I had it going because I just felt like it. <laughs> it was the middle of the summer. Well, it's Christmas different than pumpkin though. Uh, I, and when we went to Mohegan yeah. Sun, I had a delicious pumpkin beer. And yes, it, it was, was so like good. August 12th. 
and and yeah, that was, was early. That oh, was early. Yeah, look, it was looking at me right it, in the face. Here's Nick. this argument: it shouldn't be seasonal. Just keep the shit all year round. Then it wouldn't annoy people. I think that's probably why I have a problem with it is because the moment it starts, it's just everything pumpkin spice. Yeah. Well, well, I think that that every girl wearing you know, get it. It's the, August. Like, it's fall. Blah 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 blah. I mean, the Han Solo outfit that every girl kind of begins to wear every single fall. <laughs> makes me laugh and it kind of bothers me and then everyone's like okay well i'm gonna wear this great huge you know pashmina and it's all about the photos and 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 that is an eye roll but um i don't think you can overdo the pumpkin spice all right i think we've got some questions this week so we're gonna take a quick break again and we'll be right back this episode of pills and beer spay and neuter your animals What the fuck what? was that? Isn't that what they always said on Wheel of Fortune? Or uh, on Price is Right at the end? All right, we'll be right back. Oh, Price is Right, baby. Price Definitely right. I don't see Pat Sajak going spay well, and neuter your Coyotes are on the loose, and I'll tell you about that when we come back. Seen her at a party, yeah. She's doing her rounds. She likes to get it started. She likes to get it Trying to take you out. Welcome back to this episode of Pillars and Beer. We are here in the Hall Wine Studio in Charleston, South Carolina. I am joined by my co-host, Austin Kroll, our producer, Nick Norris. Yeah, we need to add that to the soundboard. Um, That was fun. We just talked to Patricia about a charity thing that we're all going to do together in the next coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. That was nice. Yeah, it was. Um, We probably should have just had the phone call on here. We probably should have. We didn't really know what it was about. She's like, I need to talk to both of you boys. And we're like, let's like, What did we do wrong? Um, yeah, exactly. She, she, she never calls to scold and she'll never be upset at, at the wild shit that we do. She actually encourages it. She's like, yes, you know, I want more. I want more of it. She, she, she kind of loves that. Yeah, Yeah. She gets a kick out of watching it and watching us, you know, behave poorly. And so she would never call to be like, okay, I need to talk to you guys. It's always like, do more. Wait, uh, do I see that you're changing your Instagram handle? No. Well, it's, it's a thought that I had, right? Remember last week we were doing like our thoughts, right? And so my thought, I've never asked you. Well, I've told, I've watched you get yelled at for it before. I mean, I have done this on multiple podcasts, right? So, so, The most recent one was on the morning toast and Claudia was like, why don't you change it? I don't get it. And so I told her and when I did, she was like, oh, okay. 10 things I hate about you, Matthew McConaughey. And, and she loved it. Now, if it takes someone that much explaining to, but I've just had it since before. God, we're getting old too. I mean, the movies, yeah, yeah, movies not as relevant, but 10 things I hate about you is on Bravo all the time, which is what's funny. Yeah. And it's like, I, (laughs) I go to Bravo and watch these kind of, you know, comfort movies, forgetting that it's on Bravo. And then all of a sudden like a commercial pops up for like charm or whatever winter house. I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, change it, change it. And I forget. You just ruined it. Yeah. Two more gummies and another glass of wine. And, um, so what do you think? Craig and Nick both. So my Instagram handle is curled the warrior king because Matthew McConaughey says that he wants like a manly, you know, name for his penis, like 
like Kroll, the warrior king, and I just thought it was really funny, or girlfriends of mine thought it was really funny. I mean, I always ages like, ago, I and so it's it. been that since I've ever been on the show. I've always thought it Nick, needed to be your name. Can't change it. Yeah. Well, Nick. Yeah, Nick, Nick said don't Nick change says it. don't change it. I early on thought you should in your first few years for people to like find you. I now it's probably just gonna have zero effect on anything. Yeah. You just I mean, won't get I people mean, to laugh at it. It's like the only thing that, because I definitely get these messages from people that are like, "Oh my god, I just got it because it came on," or like I just watched it in bed and and oh my gosh, I totally got it. Um, I just didn't Is know that you like if it was the holding like, on to your life before TV. That's actually uh, a funny you know therapist question that I've never thought about, Craig, and uh, I don't think so. But mate, but but maybe yeah, maybe there's like twenty five percent of me that feels this way, and then fifty percent of it is comedy and then the other 25 percent is that i just don't want to deal with a name change yeah i mine was my nostalgia social media thing was facebook i kept private for years uh and it was only people i knew uh and now i'm i i don't know how to use facebook which nick thinks it means that we're old men now but speaking of i feel facebook, like old men do use facebook so alexis who runs our social media, right? Alexis does? Yeah, I think so. Her and Nick. Or Nick uh, so well, Alexis, Jerry's wife, <clears throat> runs our social media. And she sent me a video of my teenage dirtbag. And she was like, you know, yours was easy. And I was like, where did you find these? She was no like, way. she was like, yeah, your Facebook. I was like, oh my God. And I went on there and I was <laughs> like, like deactivate, deactivate, <laughs> deactivate. And I was like, I thought that everything was private. And she was like, well, the pictures that you're tagged in, I shouldn't have said this probably. But she sent me the most ridiculous photos, and then I sent her back, and I go, the fucked up thing is, is that that was like post-college. It was like, you know, Vail and New Zealand, and I was still a teenage dirtbag, I guess. Yay, Facebook. Um, I'm trying to think who, Nick, who are these upset, who are these tweets you're... Well, it says I won't say who, but like, what what is the question about here before we get into our listener questions? Well, well, I have a question to you that I really wanted to ask. Okay, ask it. Okay. And so let's just say this. Okay. No. Where is, oh, God. I was going to say Austin's taking us into his thoughts, but <laughs> these aren't my thoughts. I haven't it's used just this a question, which once again, I want you both to answer and weigh in on. Um, Let's just say, okay, fine, fuck it. <clears throat> My mom and dad are both in Ireland. That's cool. Okay. Right now? The Emerald Isle. Yeah. Did they right go now. to the game? No. <laughs> no. Funny enough, even though that's, that's uh, my mother's nephew, so my cousin went to uh, Northwestern. Craig, you don't know this, but Northwestern and Nebraska opened the college football season by playing the game in Someone had told me at the Ireland. store because okay. they were there. Some was there. Yeah, we promise this isn't a college football no, podcast. No, but it's not. But this is only funny because I don't know anything. So we will touch on it throughout the season and just we'll try to see if I can follow <laughs> this journey through. Okay, so my parents are both in Ireland. We have a family group chat, right? Me, my sister Katie, mom, dad, and my mom and dad start talking to each other on this group chat as if they're not. And I was like, what is going on? You, you guys are in Ireland together and you're asking my dad 
you know, where he is and how, like, last night was and how he played golf yesterday. Come to find out, my mother is in South Ireland with a couple of her girlfriends and a couple of her sisters, and my dad is in North Ireland with the boys. Oh, that's And they're cool. doing a separate trip, both in Ireland, but not together at all. That's kind of rad. Are they going to spend any time over there together? Um, like a I, week with the boys and then a week with the wife? I think that they're going to end the trip together, but they're over there for like a combination of 10 days and beyond. You know, my mother's finally retired. So good on you, mom. Um, and, and I just guess that my thought process is, is that hashtag couple goals, Craig, right? You've been together for 40 years and you're both going to Ireland, but it's like, okay, well, you know, you go and hang out with the boys and I'm going to go and hang out with the girls. And that is all good. Yeah. And, and friend goals to have, people you can travel with to go over there. I think that's great. I do too. I think, I think it's, it's fun to fly goals. together. Yeah, it's fun to fly over there together. I right, tell you, right. I've never and heard of how that. How funny is that? They probably flew to the same spot and yeah. then they just got in cars Different. and dipped out. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I which, haven't either. That's why I was so shocked. I was like, why didn't y'all tell me this? They're really embracing retiree life. Hell and yeah, I love are. that. I love that for them. And Wendy instilled this in me, but she is mom. I love you, but she has always been um, frugal, let's say. And Craig, you know that about me, right? Where she's always like worried about her spending habits. Right. And so it makes me happy that they just go to Ireland and they play a bunch of golf. And well, I will say <clears throat> it is fun when you're, when you see your parents spend money and look, Look, let's not go through all the disclaimers of we know everyone's not fortunate enough. In our cases, our parents are both retired. They have the money to spend. And my mom, I like seeing her spend money. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah I do too. I um, definitely do. Because like, she yes, was mom, such a penny pincher my entire childhood. Like I couldn't buy, you know, like I write about it in my book. Like I can't, I couldn't get like a piece of gum at the grocery store because like I would never get a quarter for the candy machine. And now... Like, I love seeing her splurge on stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you deserve it, mom. Like, you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like my, watching my that. my mother does not care about things that she deems to not matter. Like, you know, one of those things is a car. She yeah. she does not deem that worthy of spending money on. She's like, why? I can just get, you know, this car. It runs great. I love it. It's luxury. Why do I need like a G wagon? And I'm like, OK, you're right. You don't need a G wagon. My parents are not. Not that she would ever get a G wagon. It like yeah. makes me laugh though, because my mother would never even look twice at a G wagon. Which my mom got her dream car, which always was a Jeep Wrangler, for like the house, you know, yep. for the summertime yep. at the beach. And so that's what I drive when I'm home, and I love it. But it was cool. She's like, I always wanted a Jeep, and they got a Jeep, and I was like, Yes, you deserve that. That's so. Great. So when Craig is back home and he's making his videos with the tops down, yes, and that. he was shirtless <laughs> and he's running his hands through his hair twenty five times, talking about uh, something going on with SDS. Uh, that is the family Jeep. Yeah, that the pillow the parties Jeep. were launched from the family Jeep. Uh, when I said, Hey, I'm going to go on tour. Um, wait, I'm trying to find how long it is to drive from. South to north. I think it's yeah. like three and a half hours. I think it's six and a half or seven hours. I don't think so. I think it's less. 302 miles. <clears throat> so that's about four hours, four and a half hours. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I, so, my dad's so not materialistic think- at all. And, and neither is my mom, but my mom has started to appreciate nice things. And that's why she loves having like 
a quasi daughter around like Paige and like they get to talk about like shoes and bags and stuff because look, she was a school teacher. Like all her money went towards her classroom. Sure. Like we had to, you know, so I, I get that feeling and I like what, yeah, like your parents on a trip and you're like, heck yeah. Like, Go to Ireland with the friends. And like, I never knew that they were splitting up because my dad well, went I on a guy's never trip heard there of that. last like, year. I don't hate it. Okay, so 35. My parents have talked about doing that, like for Italy or something. Yeah. I mean, it's you honestly know, 35 a years down the road. Situation. It you know, is 30, a. Yes. yes, that's I just put myself in this 35 situation. years down yeah. the road. Paige is like, Craig. I don't care about you going to play golf with the boys. You and Austin go play fucking golf yeah. and leave me like we go to with Haley. Hannah to go yeah. and shop or like you know, do whatever. And we go like get to do whatever ridiculous shit we want to do in you know, Europe. She she wants to go to the to the like um all Malfi coast yeah, and, and like, like the and, fashion and, stuff. and like we go to northern you know Italy and like jump out of an airplane or something. Yeah. And she's like cool. And drink go. wine all day and just like and that's what. That's why I good good. So I, then we're we, in agreement I, that I, that is hashtag couple. Goals. Right in if anyone else's parents do this or if you've ever taken a trip with a significant other and split up because I only know group trips where a bunch of couples go together and so you're in the same area no matter what. Maybe like you know if we were in Aspen we went skiing for the day and the, the girls that, went shopping. That is but different. Yes. That is, Vastly different vastly than different like my than father this. being in North Ireland and my yes. mom being in South Ireland. Yes, like you are in different places in a foreign country. I'm aroused by it. I think it's yeah, great. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it's healthy is what it is. Yes, it is healthy. <clears throat> um, I also will tell you, nothing I like more than seeing someone enjoy retirement recently. I was talking to one of the retired generals and I was like, how's retirement? And he's like, I play golf every day and I love it. And a lot of people thought my mom would go work for the school board because they're like, there's just no way that she'll be able to like not be involved. And she loves retirement. She watches her shows in the morning and drinks her coffee and hangs out with Fenwick. And your parents are doing a great job too. How old was your mom when she retired? I'm not going to answer that question, Craig, because okay. because she just retired like a year ago. Gotcha. So I'm was it gonna... later than most people retire or no? She... She wouldn't let go, Craig, for years because, like, she could have retired five years ago or longer, but she's so, like, okay, well, you know, vesting, vesting, vesting. And so she was just waiting for, like, the right moment. And I'm like, Mom, you're going to run out of time. Turning into a workaholic, let it go, let it go. And she's, I feel like life is good. You know, you're going to sell the Charlotte home. And, 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 and yeah, be fine. And you're going to be, you're going to be more than fine. Right. In fact, me and Katie are <laughs> going to be fine because of how much that you have busted your ass. But that's her, right? Because now that she has like a passive income, you know, she's like, oh, well, no more money's coming in. So I just have to live on this, you know, nest egg that I've created. And I'm and like, like, and I'm like, it's a pretty good nest egg. Mom. And also you're like, me and Katie are trying to get to a point where we, don't like your money will be sure great, but we we were we're okay without it. So and spend it. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, yes, I don't want to fight Katie and have to hire Craig to <laughs> sue my sister when yeah. you guys pass away. <laughs> right, and then you know, the Kiwa house is up, and Katie's like, "I want to sell it." And I'm yeah. like, "Well, I don't want to sell it." And Craig's like, and then Craig's my lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless God, Katie hires him first, it's too. Uh, 
Yeah, if she like, if she even if she calls and asks me to represent her, and I turn her down, and then you ask me, there's a conflict of interest. Like, even if she just asks you, so it's an no. old divorce tactic where people used to call around town. Like, if your partner didn't know you were about to divorce them, call around town and like that have conversations. Shy, that's shady, yeah. There's some shady ass shit that goes with like, that's so the state shady law and divorce law. <laughs> so then you, oh my gosh, see. God, another podcast for another yeah. day. That's for damn sure about my thoughts on marriage and all, like. Right, let's do uh, let's do a couple of these questions and we'll have ourselves a uh, a week. That's right. Um, let's just do. Let's go down the list. PSA: I do not write all of the fan questions. Oh, <laughs> it's just from Nick. <laughs> Only time I do is when I see a similar question online or from my life that people are asking, and I just put it to you too. I am clever, but don't have the time. Oh, this isn't even a question. That's amazing. Testament. That was just a PSA from Nick. We appreciate it, Nick. Saying that he's clever, okay. but doesn't have enough time to write with questions every week. Okay, um, thanks, Nick. Okay, off the beaten path. The thing you see you guys haven't talked about really. Oh, God. I'm keep reading Nick's prompts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the question. I'm going to Charleston, staying in oh, Isle Palms for my bachelorette party, October 13th to 16th. What are some non-traditional things we could do Places we could go that aren't super typical of a bachelorette trip. We want to drink and have a great time, but don't want to go to all the same places that every other bachelorette party goes to. Nick, I can't believe that you preface this with the things you guys haven't talked about. Really, we answer this well, question you, every other week. No, I feel this like. is kind of a this is I, this is a good question though. Saying that you don't. talk about restaurants that you guys always go to and everything, and what you should do. This is like what most well, people don't. I'll do. tell her this: by staying in Isle of Palms, you are now only with. 20% of the bachelorette parties, unlike the 80% that are downtown. But I feel like every bachelorette party question is prefaced with, we don't want to go to the tourist traps and where everyone else goes. So where to go and yeah, but where we those have- bars are is where me and Craig hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't divulge those. Uh, okay. Let's, let's give it a little bit of time to work through this though. It's, it's not a bad question. No, it's not. I, I respect it. I feel like, like first and foremost, what you should do is that you should rent a golf cart if you're going to be an IOP, right? Like, like a three benched golf cart so that you yeah. and like your ten girls or whatever can cruise around for the weekend and just know, just know that DUIs are a thing with a golf cart. So you typically don't want to drive it after dark. Yeah, I would say to get a golf cart, man, because it's like that's yeah, not something that, that everyone can do whether they live. Right. Well, yes, I'm always going to recommend getting a okay. golf cart. Okay. I'm trying so to think of the things one. that everyone else doesn't do. Um, here's the thing. Charleston is a great place, but it is a city that's built in modern day around eating and drinking. It is a hospitality town, which has. You're going to eat some of the best food you've ever had, and you're going to talk to more people than you ever had. And so because Charleston's not a huge place, it, there's, there's, look, there's a reason why I need to get out of town a lot because I'm like, I need something to do other than eat and drink. Um, October, the baseball games aren't happening anymore. Uh, the weather's still beautiful, so you'll be able to swim on the beach. But here's, here's how you'd be different than other bachelorette parties. Don't spend too much time on King Street. But this, I'm about to do a bachelor party in New Orleans. One of the nights, we're going to go to Bourbon Street. 
But then the other two days, we're going on like a gator tour and like a fan boat and See, like cool shit like that. So I think excursions are good. I think excursions are good. I was just going to say, <clears throat> you know, renting a boat to get out there and do some sort of. God damn. <clears throat> and to, then uh, you should rent a boat and you should go out there to do some sort of like sunset cruise slash whale or dolphin watching. Like a, a boat cruise out of Shem Creek. Even though it's been done before, is better than just par- like bar hopping on King Street. So like, do a sunset cruise on Shem Creek, and and you know, depending on your budget, right? There uh, is a big catamaran that has a bar. If you want to go with a bunch of other people to mitigate costs, the then Osprey. then there's that. I think what? it's called the Osprey. What the hell is it called? Yeah, I was just and on there then you know, light. or you know, if if you want to go bigger, then you then you hire like a private charter to take you out and to do what you want. You probably do like a three hour, like a two and a half hour. And I'll say cruise. it's, it's, if you think about renting a boat and you're like, Oh, like boats are cool, but I want to see stuff in Charleston. When you're on a boat, you it's all sightseeing. So you get to see a ton of beautiful homes. You get to see a lot of history. So there's stuff to see when you're on the boat other than just like floating around and drinking with your girlfriends. But you look, it's a great question. The problem is, is that it's, it's a, it's, there's not too many hidden stuff. Like when is she coming? October 3rd. Oh, Craig, dude, that's when we're going to be in BravoCon. Yeah. So, oh man, that's tough. Yeah. So you're not going to see us unless. You're not going to see any of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But look, go to, look, my answer is always the same. Go to Shem Creek. Like it's, you know, that's, that's where we hang out. But anyway. Good question. We'll have to come back next week maybe with some better answers. Uh, do you guys believe that the CIA, FBI regularly post conspiracy theories on random accounts to see what gets, which get traction and which do not? Well, yeah, obviously I do. I've um, never thought about it. Never, ever <laughs> have thought about that. That's I'm never laugh me I saw this. I had to add it in there. Yeah, they like wow. test which, which <laughs> things are like, which secrets they're not being held on to, where they want to like misdirect us now. Um I had a few conspiracies that I saved this year or this week, which uh, one was that there's a hidden ocean under the the deepest, under the Mariana Trench. Like there's another ocean and this like scientist who- Like the Meg? He, well, he got killed, right? His helicopter, well, his helicopter crashed. Um, I have to look that up more. And then there was a really bad one about- the Middle East, and I was like, "That's a little too true for me to talk about." Um, but yeah, I need to start keeping notes on my. Oh, I saw some stuff with uh, lucid dreaming recently because I lucid dream. You know, we've talked about it before on here. I didn't realize that not everyone did, but they said next time you see someone in your dream, ask them what year it is, and uh, I'm kind of scared to do it. So there's different schools of thoughts on like the people that you see in your dream. Like kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. A lot of my dream last night. What? You guys were in my dream last night. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It was super random. Well, tell us about it. while you look for this question. It was weird. It was just like a, it's like, you know, it's like one of those dreams where, like it's like a real kind of yeah. life dream. It's like weird. I was just down in Charleston. We were just like chilling at Craig's house, and like Craig's like, "Let's go get coffee at Starbucks." And the car broke down. Craig and I were trying to fix it on the highway. 
It was just super random. But it feels like an alternative universe because you're like, I was definitely correct. Like, yeah. I lived that. Well, that's a theory to a lot of people that it's not lucid dreaming is like a different universe. Well, like that's in the you're Marvel, seeing into a Marvel universe. Have you watched the new movie? That's that's what it's all about. Oh, oh yeah, the Doctor Strange. Yes, yes. You want to tell everyone while we wait for our last question about the Migos chips? Well, <clears throat> this was like a bigger thing, and maybe this just you know replaces that question. But you know, we'll see how interested in it that you are. So, <laughs> I was talking. Today, I went down uh, a YouTube rabbit hole, and it got me to Brian Cranston's and Aaron Paul's mezcal business. It's called Dos Hombres, right? Who? Two friends. The guy from? Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then who else? Both guys from Breaking Bad. Jesse and Walt. Okay. Aaron Paul's Jesse. Right. Brian Cranston's Walt. And it got me thinking, just like last week, when we talked about welcome to Wrexham entrepreneurism, right? So Brian and Jesse, Brian and Jesse, Brian and Aaron, who are Walt and Jesse went in together. And so the first time that Aaron Paul brought this up to God, I'm just getting these people get the first time that Aaron Paul brought this up to Brian Cranston about going into business together was like a year after they had finished filming. And Brian Cranston was like, like the last season. Yeah. Okay. And Brian Cranston was like, I don't know. I think it's a little too, you know, close to after, you know, we finished filming. Let's let it kind of simmer for a bit. So he did another year passes or whatever. And I think that three years had gone by and then he approached him like, Hey, I want to make uh, a mezcal business. And Brian Cranston was like, you know, and I'm talking to Aaron Paul about this and, and, and I'm like, look, I don't want a job. And I don't need a job and you don't need a job. I only want to sink my teeth into something that I absolutely love outside of acting. Right. And so it was, it was this, uh, mezcal business. And it's so cool to me to have, you know, read up on this and kind of read about it. And I was like, okay, of course I'm trying to like, you know, relate all these things to our life. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, Craig has his pillow business. You know, I have my beer business. We also like, we obviously have, the podcast together and we invested in a restaurant together and that's so fun. And I was like, but this is so cool. And it got me to thinking about the welcome to Wrexham, right? And Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. So then I go to the convenience store, right? And I'm just thinking about entrepreneurism and here are all these things called wrap snacks. Okay. And this is Migos, but there's I'm a Cardi at, B I'm, one. I'm looking at this bag. Yeah. What does it say? Craig? It's Migos, a picture of them, cartoon, cart, whatever, cartoon picture of them. Sour cream with a dab of ranch. And what does it say at the top? Dabbing is a lifestyle. And that was sold at the grocery store? At the grocery store. And so it's called wrap snacks, dude. It's become a thing, I think. I think that like I've seen this somewhere. And so it's like... Snoop Dogg's got a chip flavor and Cardi B's got a chip flavor and, and you know, probably I mean, some other guys. That's a damn good chip. Yeah. A damn good chip. And so I'm like, you know, that is how you diversify your portfolio. All of a sudden you're in, you know, so snacks or reps. You know what I mean? I just thought that it was so cool. And so when I got into this Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul thing, it just got me thinking. And I'm like, I mean, Craig, we have a lot of things going on and some are together and some are not, which is the way that it should be, right? It should be that way. Well, we also have another business that you forgot about. And well, so the limo company, 
is actually... Okay, please. Please tell me about this. I met with Anna Hayward today. They have finally found the motor that they need for the the privacy divider, which is essentially a window. So the glass that goes down to separate, you know, so that you can talk to the driver in the front and then it goes up so that you can party in the back. Um, Just like a proper mullet. Yeah, I was like... You know, we can't have a limo business with a limo that doesn't have a privacy divider. So it's almost fixed. I've had the insurance for like six months now and the company's like formed and everything and like really part of it. Yeah. And so we're about to start, you know, the pillows and beer limo. I think that we need to because this bachelorette party literally is asking and someone asked me about it recently and a friend of mine, a friend of mine brought up the limo and I was like, honestly, I don't know. Well, it's like, that's why it's not here. It's at the shop. So there I was like, I might have to eat it. And, and and they were like, well, you were just at his house. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't see it. So yeah. I don't know if Craig you no. know, sold it. And I'm just like, you know, eating <laughs> no. that freaking half so that I paid for or what? Thing. I, so we got it all fixed up. You know, I actually spent like decent amount of money on it. Getting People it would rent up. this thing, dude. Yeah. They so really I, would. I spent like 10, 15 grand on it. What? Oh, yeah. Like we. What? To get it all fixed up. So now it's brand new. The only thing it's missing is this privacy divider. And so. Do we have a moonroof though? That's kind of important. No, but it keeps people from jumping out of the fucking roof and getting like pulled over. Look, it's got old school DVD players. We'll have 90s porn DVDs in there if you want them. Or we'll have like nice movies too. (laughs) I don't know why I thought. This is amazing. I think that we should wrap it with. With like a gaudy, like, you know, purple wallpaper that says like, you know, pillows and beer. So everyone knows. Well, we, there's not too many limos in Charleston, I feel. Yeah, but still, if we wrapped it with like, with like a great purple color. Purple's cool. Or like chameleon paint the limo. Sure. No, no, no. I don't like that. I think that would be awesome. So what purple basically literally wraps and says, you know, pillows and beer. So these bachelorette parties, this... This girl that just, you know, wrote in would literally well, rent it for a bachelorette party. Here's what we've kind of worked out. When you rent the limo, there will be a uh, like a loot box. Wait, why did I say that? Uh, not gift bag. It'll be a merchandise box for both of us. So like inside will be stocked with oh, your beer, your definitely. sweatshirts. You'll have sewing down south pillows and stuff. And you get to take all that with you like when you're done. So like there's Craig, a merchandise oh, aspect. Start a limo business? Well, it's ha- I'm I'm actually telling you that it's happening right now. So should, when I fly in, buy another limo. The next time it'll pick me up. Well, that's what now we're now it's gotten to the point. Even though we don't even have one limo yet, that we're gonna probably have two. We should get another limo and so like put, and put like the glasses, horns on the front. Yeah, like the glasses are engraved like pillows and beer, and it's sick. And we can start to ride around in it to all our scenes. We just show up in a limo now. This is a lucrative business, which you and I thought about when we first bought this. Actually, when we first bought it, we just thought that it was funny to get a limo, and we wanted to ride around. It. Yeah, we wanted to ride around it, which which we never have. But we did like that first night, who do it ever work to to like have it known and to have like a little fleet of limos that that were cruising around town would be well. Because awesome. here is the thing, I have never been desensitized to a limo. They were awesome to me. Cameron and I used to rent them in the first few seasons of Southern Charm, and I think it's time to bring limos back because with Ubers and Lyfts, like, why not just have your own driver out front the whole time? So anyway, stay tuned for thoughts of that. I will film Austin 
when we present him with the new and improved limo. This is so cool. Yeah, the undercarriage needed some work and like the brakes, so everything's brand That's new. That's what they all say. Functionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, Austin. I think you can take us out this week. Okay. Entrepreneurism, Craig, really gets me going. Um, and that's why I want to talk about it because something like that is so cool, something that Charleston needs, something that we would have a lot of fun with, something that we'd love to see people riding around in. Anyways, I'm about to pick Craig's brain like crazy once once we get out. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in this week. It was so great hanging out. Until next week, all of you Pillows and Beer fans, find us at Pillows and Beer on Instagram and everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.